I'm now joined by Philadelphia 76ers forward and Methuen native, Georges Niang. Georges, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know you're uh, just getting out of practice here. How, how was it today and uh, in general? What are these fall practices like? Uh, you know, just the, uh, getting the guys acclimated to each other, um, you know, make sure guys are getting their work in. Um leading up to the season so when training camp comes guys are in shape and they've been playing alongside one another uh just to kind of get a feel before the the real uh the real thing starts yeah absolutely um so you just recently were signed by the 76ers back in the beginning of august how has your transition gone from playing for the utah jazz to now changing organizations and going to the philadelphia 76ers uh, you know, it's it's actually been pretty good. You know, I mean, I know who I am and I know what I can do, and uh, my value is 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 that or what I do is valued here, and that's shooting threes and and making plays for others. So if I can, you know, continue to do that and help add to this team, then you know I've done my job. Uh, obviously, being on the East Coast is obviously a luxury because my family is closer to me. We're on the same time zone. Uh, but other than that, you know, playing basketball is playing basketball. You know, you really got to go out there and do what you do best and try to help your team win, and, and that's what I come in every day and try to do. Yeah, absolutely. So getting into your roots uh, and starting from the beginning, I know one of your best friends is uh, Mike Gorman, and, you know, you talk about, you know, your goal is, you know, I guess to shoot threes and throw them up and stuff like that. Um Playing one, one-on-ones with him, did you ever think that one day you would be playing in the NBA? <laughs> no, I mean, I told someone the other day, I mean, when I was coming up, my goal was to play varsity, then was to play in college, then uh, go Division two, then yeah. go Division one, then go high major. It was like I was always looking at the next thing. Yep. Obviously, it was a dream of mine, and I always wanted to do it, but it wasn't. I wasn't looking that far down the road, and I think that's where some people trip up over things before them as they're so focused on the end goal, they forget the steps in between. And I think I was lucky enough to – you know, obviously being from Methuen, Massachusetts, making the NBA isn't something that's realistic, but, you know, I, I was able to, to make that happen. And lucky enough, I was, I didn't do it purposefully. I was just looking at the next thing that I had to conquer and that kind of helped me out moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for high school, you went to Tilton Academy. What was that like? And what was the recruitment process like? And how did you end up deciding to go to Iowa State? Um, going to Tilton School in New Hampshire was probably the best thing for me. My parents actually sent me there uh, for the small classrooms. Yep. Um, you know that that really uh, was something that they were really adamant about. You know, with me learning and having a relationship with my teachers, and I was lucky enough to be coached by Marcus O'Neill and have great teammates like Jamal Coombs, Alex Oriaki, Gerard Coleman. Um, you know, Wayne Selden, Nerlens Noel. Um, you know, Dominique Paul to where, you know, I was pushed every day on the basketball court to, you know, be the best I could. So uh, when I got to college, it was kind of seamless. I, I was used to living living uh, at school and playing basketball every day and, and lifting and playing good talent. Um, but my recruitment process kind of started uh, my junior year. It was uh, pretty hectic. I, uh, you know, a lot of mid-majors were recruiting me. No high majors wanted to pull the trigger and then, uh, Fred Hoiberg came along and was like, uh, you know, I like your game and uh, you're my plan A and I don't want to have a plan B. Wow. 
Nice. Um, so while at Iowa State, that is obviously a big Division One school, what was it like being a full-time athlete and also a full-time student? Did you ever get any time for yourself or, you know, and what was a day-to-day schedule like for you? Uh, you know, we were well taken care of at Iowa State. You know, I was lucky enough to be embraced by that community and the people over there. I, I make it back multiple times to see them because it, it was such a great experience. Um, that being said, obviously people only see when your jersey is on and when you're playing on TV, but there are a lot of hours that went into class and preparation for the season and lifting and playing basketball. It was a full-time job, um, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. I would go back and do four years of college um, again and again and again. It was such a lovely experience. The people that I made, the relationships that I made, um, we're second to none, and I love Ames like it's a home to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, say basketball wasn't a thing. What were you studying at Iowa State to do for your everyday life? Well, that's a good question. I actually graduated with a degree in uh, business marketing. Nice. Um, you know, I was always obsessed with you know sneakers, shoes, the four uh, the four major sneaker companies. So yeah. if I could get out and be on the marketing team for them. Uh, that was something that I, you know, wanted to do for sure. Uh, now I've taken up a hobby in broadcasting, and it's something that I kind of have a passion for, along with podcasting. So let me, so let me ask you this: um, When you retire, which is a long way down the road, is yeah, I th- hope so, my man. What, is that what you wanna? Is that what you would want to get into? Is broadcasting rather than possibly becoming a coach? Uh, you know, I, I think whatever I'm feeling at the moment, whatever yeah. is, is most applicable for me. You know, obviously broadcasting is a lot of travel and so is in coaching. And, you know, broadcasting, there's no real competitive juices that come out. You know, you really does, doesn't matter who wins to you. You're right. doing your job. And, you know, I don't know if I'll ever be able to turn those off. <laughs> and then you, ne- you never know if I have a family then. So, you know, it, it's tough to say now, but those are definitely two top ones and you never know i may go retire and hang out on a beach in tahiti or something hey you're not a bad thing um yeah <laughs> moving on to what i'm assuming has been the goal uh your whole life of becoming a professional basketball player and playing in the nba what was it like to be drafted by the pacers in the second round being the 50th overall pick oh, it was great uh you know obviously getting drafted is a dream so to be able to I hear your name called. It was something that, you know, I've always dreamed of, and I was uh, super excited. Um, obviously, my time in Indy was short, but, you know, I'm super thankful for them deciding to draft me. And, you know, it's kind of come full circle. And, you know, now I'm on the East Coast and playing in the Eastern Conference, the same conference as them. So I'm really excited. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so after the Pacers, you know, you mentioned you were there for a short, short time. Uh, you went to the Golden State Warriors. What was it like being around Steph Curry and Steve Kerr on a day-to-day basis who are one of the best to play and coach the game? Yeah, no, it was great. You know, Steph, KD, Clay, Draymond, and you just really realize that those guys work every day. Like, they're trying to make the team, and they're consistent in their work, and they do the same things every day. And they're diligent, which I think is super impressive. Uh, you know, you don't find too many people that can just – you know, be the best at what they do, but still, you know, work adamantly at uh, trying to perfect their craft. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, after the Warriors, you settled in Utah with the Jazz for four years. What was it like living in Utah and playing for their uh, uni- uh, organization? Uh, it was beautiful. Uh, you know, those people, uh, everything about the organization, they were all amazing. Uh, so being around them was, was second to none. Um, and I really enjoyed my time there. Super thankful for, for the coaching staff, you know, the, the, my teammates. You know, they definitely, you know, helped propel me forward in my career. So I, I could not be more thankful for, you know, having them. Yeah. Uh, when you first came home to Boston as an NBA player playing at the TD Garden, what was it like and what emotions were you feeling that particular day being able to play in front of your hometown? Well, it was a dream come true. You know, I mean, you dream about being, you go to games as a kid and then you dream about being out there and, you know, what it would be like. And when you finally get that opportunity, it's just something that, you know, you cherish and will remember forever. I mean, obviously I grew up a Celtics fan, but, you know, I, I love the fact that I can go home and play the game that I love and put so much time into it in front of my uh, family and friends. Yeah. Uh, another NBA player from Massachusetts is Pat Connaughton, uh, who plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. Being from Massachusetts and, com- and coming from the same area, are you guys friends at all? Do you find each other home at the same time? Are you able to work out with each other, or are you both in two different worlds and don't really cross paths? Uh, you know, well, me and Pat have worked out with each other before. Obviously, you know, with the bubble and, you know, the season this year and him winning a championship, things have, you know, been a lot more hectic for him. Uh, so I see him when I can, but me and him are real good friends. We catch up all the time. And he's such a good dude. So I'm glad he got to win the championship this year. Yeah. Um, who would you say is your mentor or someone that you've always looked up to? Um, you know, that's a good question. I have a lot of people that are really influential in my life. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say any superstar or someone that I look up to. I'd probably look up to my mom, my uncle my grandmother, um, you know, my dad, you know, just people that have been real influential in my everyday life, but, you know, helping me become a better man and a, a better player, you know, just life lessons that you can apply to basketball. Yeah. Um, so one big event uh, that you have is your golf tournament during the summer that raises money for different charities. Um you know, talk about that a little bit, and, and is this the only time you're able to play golf, or do you get other chances to go out and uh, try and keep that handicap low? <laughs> yeah, I get out and play golf as much as I can. I love it. I, you know, I'm bit by the bug, um, but my golf outing is usually at the end of July um, in uh, Ames, Iowa. Um, you know, I run it every year, you know, for a, a nonprofit uh, charity, you know, this year was for friendship bark homes or uh, mentally handicapped adults. And, you know, I try to raise as much money as I can this year. We raised $70,000, which I think is amazing, especially for, you know, Ames, Iowa. Absolutely. Um, and it's something that I love to get out and do. I love to golf. I love to be social. I love to be good people. So I'm excited whenever I get to go back and I golf all the time. So that's not the only time I golf. All right, so what, what's your, uh, do you have a handicap? What's your handicap? I'm not going to release that on air because uh, <laughs> people would be disappointed with how much I play and what my handicap is. Oh, boy. But if you but if you gave me one aside, I'd be solid. Okay, all right. And you don't even know if I'm good, if I'm that good. <laughs> yeah, that is true. 
Um, I, well, listen, I'll tell you my handicap. I'm at a, I'm at a six one right now. So I'm I'm oh, wow. I'm so uh, you can go then. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so you, if you want you if you it. need more than one aside, I can give you more than one aside. Okay. Can I get nine? That's yep. Nine nine it is. Wow. Nine it is. You'll next be a gen- next time you're be a next time you're home. Next time you're home, I'll give uh, you nine aside. Perfect. I love <laughs> it. I love it. That's what I'm talking about. Old sandwich, you'll meet me there? Yeah, I'm in. Old sandwich. Here we here we go. I love it. <laughs> um, last question I have for you is if you were to give one piece of advice to basketball players in college, high school, or younger that want to become a professional basketball player, what would you tell them? Um, you know, take it step by step, day by day. You know, look to improve yourself 1% every day. Try to stack consistent days. On top of each other, there's going to be days where you don't think you're going to be able to do it. You know, you feel like quitting, but I promise you, you know, to continue to push through and 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 fight uh, as hard as you can. Because if you want it that bad, you're going to make it work. Because um, at the end of the day, when you look back at your accomplishments, you realize the struggles, the trials, the tribulations that you went through. But um, you realize that it, it was all worth it. So, you know, you're going to have tough days, bad days, great days, just okay days. But that's all part of the journey. I learned to enjoy the journey, you know, achieving your goals. All right. Well, George is in the Yang, everyone. Philadelphia 76ers forward and Methuen native. Good luck this season. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.